What is up, Metroid fans? Welcome back to the Omega Metroid Podcast. I am one of your hosts, who has not been here in quite some time. It's Dak, alongside my man Doom. Doom, how you doing tonight, man? How you doing? Doing pretty good, Dak. Uh, welcome back. We all uh, missed you. Um, unfortunately, you know, we really wanted to have the reunion with all three of our podcast hosts, but unfortunately... Um, uh, for those of you that might not have heard, uh, our ma- our main guy Andy Spateri got the uh, he got the Rona. He got COVID nineteen. So you know he's taking care of himself right now. He's uh, resting easy right now, and hopefully he'll be back with us very soon. I hope so too. Yeah, it's literally been almost, if not just about two months since I've been on the show. So I've been on a little bit of a hiatus and busy. Um, want to appreciate, or I definitely want to shout out both you and Andy for holding it down here on the show, and of course all of our lovely guests and otherwise that have kind of been coming, uh, you know, here and there and jumping in to help out. So you know, it's it's great that we have such a deep bench around here. So <laughs> very happy about that. Glad to be back. And yes, I was looking forward to being here with Andy again. Of course, it's great to be here with you, but I have not been on the show with Andy in in quite some time. I think it's been since episode uh 109 and we're on episode 118 so it's been quite a little bit uh, a hot moment if you will but we're back because the show must go on and we hope that andy has a speedy recovery he's definitely he's he's been typing a bunch about uh mario games and and the switch in in the discord today so i'm sure he's feeling a little better as time goes on so that's good to good to hear but yeah um, we are back here for the Omega Metroid podcast to talk some more Metroid, as usual, and there is a lot to talk about. We have a, a topic we want to dive into that we've talked about a little bit on previous shows, but we want to kind of dive into it a bit more today. And then we also have a, a, a little bit of news, a little bit of other topics to talk about, so we'll be uh, dipping and diving through a bunch of different subjects and topics today, so I hope you enjoy, hope you stick with us, and of course... Feel free to also hit us up on Twitter, hit us up on Discord, check us out, chat with us about Metroid, about Metroidvanias, about anything that's on your mind. We love to have you, especially in the Discord. We always have some good conversations there. So um, if not, I hope you're always enjoying the show as you are listening in. And that, of course, we are very thankful for. Um, so to kind of kick things off here, Doom, we, we've had a couple news topics, but one thing that has come up, and I guess it's not, I mean... It's not a huge anniversary because it's not the game anniversary, but we recently had the one-year anniversary since Metroid Dread was revealed. So that was officially announced. That was about, I think that was last week at some point. So we just passed that moment. A year ago, Metroid Dread officially revealed. I know you had your your big reaction video like montage you put together. I know I'm in that. Um, and certainly a lot of people had some crazy reactions to Metroid Dread actually existing. So a year later, man, uh, d- does it feel like it's been a year since this game was announced? I mean, in some ways it does, in some ways it doesn't, you know what I mean? Because it definitely feels like a year that it's been announced, but at the same time, it it feels weird that Metroid Dread is like this normal, casual thing that we just talk about like it's this regular thing you know what i mean because like even a year ago like the thought of having metroid dread be real was like unthinkable that was like half-life 3 tier pie in the sky never going to happen and now here we are today it's just another game and um you know just you know i revisited that um that montage that i made as well as some of the other uh, wonderful montages that the community made 
and you know just going through those reactions it just made made me so happy just remembering um you know back in that day when that was announced because that that truly was uh such a wonderful day regardless what your thoughts are on dread today like just that those initial reactions were just something else i don't i don't think there's anything else that's ever going to uh come close just come close to that level of like fairy tale becoming a reality kind of scenario yeah, I agree. I mean, before that, it was the announcement of the original announcement of Metroid Prime 4, right? Like that for me, I remember freaking out for that. And then Dread, of course, I absolutely lost my mind. And, you know, it's always one of those things where I think this is very true of modern gaming where like expectations can be so high for a game that almost like the lead into the game and like the anticipation for it almost feels like always going to be like wilder or more positive or just like people are more into than when the game like then like you said when the game's actually out just like another game you know so i that dread like no matter what like game dread was going to be there's so much like anticipation and the history behind the development of the game that like i don't know if it was ever going to meet crazy expectations i think for the most part it kind of did though which is really uh, a great thing for both the game and the franchise like dread was far and away a phenomenal game and didn't turn out to be another other m situation or even really anything close like to like it wasn't even like a mediocre gamer or just slightly above average game it was a really fantastic game so to, to have the game meet those expectations and be as you know everything you know for the most part that people were really looking forward to which was a really solid 2d metroid that wasn't necessarily safe in a lot of ways like samus returns and brought back that samus that we know and love and had all these really cool things to tie into Infusion and previous games. Like, it was it was crazy. And I think for the biggest the biggest thing too for me is that they didn't have to call it Metroid Dread, right? Like, I think if they had just announced another 2D Metroid and it's the Metroid we got, it would have still been really hype. But that they went like they called it Metroid Dread after all that time, after all that history and anticipation, it, it really made a difference. And I think that's a big part of the. The announcement for me is like i lost my mind when i saw some new metroid but then when they cut to the metroid dread title reveal i was that that was that was massive and that's still something that i look back on fondly oh ab absolutely i mean i can totally relate there it was all it was all just the escalation of the reveal it's like oh they mentioned metroid prime 4 does that mean we're gonna get another metroid announcement to complement that since we're obviously not seeing prime 4 okay we are is it 2d Oh my gosh, it's a new suit. Oh my god, it's Metroid 5. We're finally getting the Fusion sequel. And then Metroid Dread. And I just, I'm pretty sure I had an out-of-body experience at that point. Yeah, I think a lot of people did too. And, and definitely got to check out that that montage you have of everyone's reactions. Because there are some crazy reactions. It is, it is wild though that it has been a year since that's been announced. Because since then, we've had, you know, obviously the, the game has you know, been released. Even thinking about that, Dread's been out now for what, like seven, eight months now? Like it's been like, it's it's wild that we're in like a post-Dread era, right? And I hope, and we've talked about this on the show before, but I hope this leads to another golden age of Metroid. We get a bunch of awesome Metroid games. I hope we don't have to wait too much longer for a bunch of new Metroid games. I hope we don't have to wait much longer for a follow-up to Dread either, either. So, um, yeah, I, I the trailer was awesome. It didn't give away too much, but it, it gave pretty much what you really wanted. Like, yeah, I was I was very happy about that. I'm sure everybody else is, and it's it's something to look fondly on, you know, back on, right? Because that little that time period between Metroid Dread being revealed 
and then it releasing and it the launch itself was just crazy like all the speculation like so much like we talked and talked and talked and talked about the game so i i was really happy with it and i'm glad that nintendo felt that they could make a big announcement of it right like they could have just kind of made it a smaller announcement because it's Metroid or whatever, but they they really made it feel like it was a big deal, and it was, so I was happy about that. Yeah, they could have announced it after the Direct, like Samus Returns, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yep, exactly. So, a year since the reveal of Metroid Dread, obviously, when we get closer to the the year anniversary of the game releasing, which is honestly fast approaching, right? It's only in a few months. We'll certainly talk about, you know, a year retrospective of, of Dread, what it's like, you know, we got the game, we got some extra, you know, DLC afterwards, some patches, right? Like, it's 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 been a lot, and as we look forward to our next Metroid game, it's it's really great that Metroid feels like it's back, which is which is awesome. And I, uh, I'm very happy that we we got what we got about a year ago, and then so. So, yeah, a year since then, if you have any kind of fond memories or comments or anything about the actual announcement of Metroid Dread, where you were... Uh, what you, you know, I know myself, like I was streaming in my bedroom, so I was, <laughs> I knew where I was, but where were you when Metroid Dread was announced? Let us know in the comments and Discord on Twitter, and if you have any cool stories or any fond memories or, or feelings about when Dread was actually announced, um, feel free to share them with us because we'd love to go through them. Um, okay, so moving on from that, we had a couple other things pop up, so do, I, I don't know if we just, I discussed this with you in the Discord already, but it, it came up about, a, I want to say a couple days ago, maybe early last or late last week. But we're going to dive back to another fantastic Metroid game. Metroid Prime Federation Force. <laughs> and, of course, the one best. of the big... <laughs> the, honestly, arguably, one of the best Metroid games. Federation Force. And it features a, a bit in the game that obviously has implications for... Potentially Metroid Prime 4, which is the small cameo that Silex makes at the end of the game. Now, you only, when, when you're playing the game, you can really barely see Silex. Um, you see, like, his shoulder and his arm. But recently, there was a video that came out and some screenshots that came out that... I think maybe it was... I'm not sure if it was video, but I know there were screenshots. But this is the first time we actually get to see the... The full model of Silux from Federation Force. So that whole model that is used for that cutscene where you just see the arm and the shoulder. Now you can, you know, thanks to some clever little in-game camera manipulation by, um, I believe it was a Wikitroid user, Bearborg. So shoutouts to them. Giving us a full look of the model used for Silux. And Doom, I don't know if you got a chance to take a look at these screenshots. But for anyone who hasn't seen them, uh, it's essentially a, a modified, like, reused... Uh, you know, kind of Federation Force Marine um, model. And it's, you know, not doesn't really look anything like Silex. But apparently it is Silex. So we do get the... This is the first time we actually get to see Silex in all of his chibi... Full chibi glory from all different angles. And uh, I don't know. Any any initial thoughts on that, Doom? Um, not really. I don't think it's the... Um, I don't think it's the model that they're going to go with um, Silex in Prime 4. Um, I just think, you know, I always love seeing, like, cut content or, like, behind um, behind the scenes content that you're not supposed to see. Stuff like um, what She Says does with Boundary Break and stuff like that, which is basically essentially mm-hmm. what this is. And I just always love seeing, like, you know, what goes into it. And so, um, 
yeah, not really much to add. Don't think it's going to add... Don't think it, it, this is going to be at all what the design for um, Silex is going to be in the future. But it's cool. I think it's really interesting that they didn't just rip the model itself because there are slight changes to the model itself, even though it is very largely based off of the Federation uh, Marines in that game. Yeah, I, I would I would very, very... I would be very certain that this is not the Silex that we see in Prime 4 if we do see him, which I'm pretty sure we will. You know, it's it's obvious they kind of just, they were like, we're not making a whole new model for a character that we're going to see for two seconds and you don't even see the whole, you know, version of them. But I would say this, I don't know, I don't know if, it's a, if it's like implications, but I think it does kind of lead to like what we should expect of Silex as a character. Like, and I talked about this on Twitter and in Discord a little bit. We obviously don't really know much about Silex or really any of the hunters beyond what we learned in Metroid Prime or Hunt, what we learned in Metroid Prime Hunters. But Silex specifically, we know like okay, like has a grunge against the Federation. Not a big fan of them. I would have to imagine that's because Silex has some kind of prior relationship with them, right? Like doesn't just hate them for hatred's sake, right? Like either was a Federation Marine themselves and maybe got dishonorably discharged or did something awful and was, you know, canned for whatever reason. Maybe he lived on a Federation planet and the Federation, you know, blew it up or, or left it to die or or something and he was stranded or his family, you know, whatever it was, right? Like, I, there, I think Silex has to have, like, Silex very likely has that kind of background, which also would make sense why Silex can, you know, operate Federation equipment, knows where to get it, had the know-how to do it, knew where and how to steal it and all that stuff like that makes sense as opposed to a character who doesn't have that connection to the federation even if they do hate them like having that background of you know maybe potentially being federation personnel in the past would certainly help in being you know uh you know stealing from them and operating their equipment and i think even though i wouldn't take too much from this model being used or whatever i would think that if you know silex was to infiltrate a federation ship or facility again he wouldn't show up in his crazy, weird suit from Hunters. He would show up in, like, an unassuming suit that looks like the other Federation Marines and sneak in and steal something and, and not try to draw too much attention to them. So I don't know if that was the intent here, but that would make sense. That could be a possible, you know, lore reasoning behind this. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if that was the intent, but it's uh, it's definitely what I'm putting in my uh, my headcanon for that scene. <laughs> and it also it also makes sense when you think about it, considering that all of Silex's technology is based on stolen Federation prototypes. Exactly. Like this is, I mean, maybe Silex was a marine or a scientist who went too far, right? And maybe they were developing some of that technology, and then they were removed from the project. They're like, screw that. This is my work. I'm taking it. So I I think it's I think it's probably a coincidence that that kind of backstory just so happens to line up with the developers of this game just reusing a Federation model for Silex. But I could see that being, you know, the potential reasoning. So uh, we're not going to look too much into it, but it is cool. It is interesting to finally, not that I, I don't think anyone was like waking up every morning like, oh, I really hope we get to see the full model of Silex from Federation Force one day. And then they, they finally got it. It was Christmas morning for them. But it's it's a it's a curious and interesting little thing here. And uh I, though personally, I would have loved to have seen actual Chibi Silex, like if they actually went the full mile and sh and remade his suit from Hunters in this. But uh, that's again unexpected to do, considering how very little we see of this model in the game in that end cutscene. 
But yeah, still very interesting, and as someone who, as many of people are, looking forward to Metro Prime 4, any, literally anything that I could possibly have to discuss some more Metro Prime 4 implications, um, I, I will take the opportunity. And we did, so we'll see. Do we get some more Metro Prime 4 news? Do we get some more little revelations about Silex in the near future? Uh, who knows? We did just today, I believe. It was today that a Nintendo Direct was announced, but it was for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. But I have to imagine that we're getting a full direct announced pretty soon. Yeah, and if you um, if you look at it, I don't know how much how much I'm going with this, but um, I do think it's interesting that this is this new direct is taking place exactly one week before when the uh, the June 29th one is rumored to be. So I don't know if that means anything, but I just thought that was interesting. Um, we can only hope. We can only hope, and by hoping, I certainly mean that. We get a nice 40-minute Metroid Prime 4 Direct, which is what everybody really wants. So, looking forward to that. We'll definitely be doing a show on whenever the Direct drops, because we're, I mean, we're we're almost, we're three, we're, not three, well, yeah, I guess we are th almost three weeks through June. Like, the month's almost over, and we haven't had our big, you know, summer Nintendo Direct. We haven't had that kind of E3 time Direct that we all look forward to every year. So, who knows? Who knows what we're going to get? Obviously, I know the two of us are also looking forward to a new 3D DK, which I yeah, want boy. a lot. Really, that's like, other than Metroid Prime 4, that's what I want. I want a, a new 3D DK. Give me a sequel to Donkey Kong 64. Give me something. I, I can't wait for that. Um, but the we'll good see. stuff. We'll see. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll see that new Tingle game that people have been talking about, apparently. Which I'm sure Andy would be very excited about. And I'm sure it, it, that's a that's that. a fake leak. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah yeah I know I know it's a fake leak but who who knows man some some leaks have some truth in them but yeah I know it's it's I I saw that and I was like ah but that would actually kind of go hard a new tingle game who knows anyway speaking of things that aren't leaked but are actually existing one more thing we wanted to talk about before we dive into the main topic of today's show and we actually covered that on the Omega Metroid website earlier today today as of this recording but there's this new now, I there's a new game from uh, the, the studios called, I believe it's Squid Shock Studios. Yeah, Squid Shock Studios. They're developing a new Metroidvania title, which looks really awesome. It's based on, like, Japanese folklore, based on, like, games like Okami and Paper Mario, or inspired by them. A lot of anime inspiration, and obviously insp inspired by, like, other Metroidvania games like Hollow Knight and Celeste. It is coming from Squid Shock Studios, and it is going to have the... A bunch of developers and 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 minds behind AM2R, including Doctor M64, are going to be joining the development team. Which uh, I would have to imagine is going to certainly boost the the quality of this game. Have you uh, checked this out a little bit? Yeah, I actually um, saw the announcement yesterday in the uh, AM2R Discord server. They uh, of course plug in their own development team, so that makes sense. Uh, you know, really happy to see uh, Milton Gawasti continue on with more projects. Literally anything he does sign me up uh the dude is incredibly talented and i'm sure the rest of the team uh he's working with is talented as well the game looks really creative and so i'm really um interested to check out more of it and who knows maybe it'll make a good inspired by metroid episode in the future i would hope so i believe the game is called uh let me look it up here i have it in front of me uh bow path of the teal lotus now, there's a character over the o so i could be pronouncing that wrong but um it looks awesome. It has, you know, all of the 
you know, tenants of a awesome Metroidvania game. You're going to be upgrading your weapon. You're going to be unlocking new ways to explore the world around you. You're going to have cool characters to interact with and enemies to fight. Awesome boss battles. Uh, we just covered this on the Omega Metroid site. It, it looks beautiful, man. And yeah, we have three members of the AM2R team joining up. Dr. M64, Druid Vorse, and Cephazon. And they'll be joining as... Um, I believe we'll have like associate producers and designers and whatnot. So that's really cool. And I mean, this this game, everyone's looking at, um, not everyone, but like a ton of people are looking forward to to playing it because if you check, take a look at the the Kickstarter that they had, I think the initial goal for this game was in like the thirty thousands. I'm looking it up real quick, and they ended up, I mean, blowing by that goal, thirty five thousand for the goal, and it reached one hundred seventy four thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars pledged by. 3,800, yeah, so that that is that is crazy, a crazy amount past their goal, um, and it's, you know, it's it's crazy because I literally have not heard of this game until today, like, I did, like, until it was reported that they had joined, I had no idea that this game even existed, and that, I mean, it goes to show, like, just how, how many games there are out there, how many good games there are out there, and sometimes how hard it can be to keep track of them all or, or, or see them, so... It's definitely a big boon for them to have these AM2R developers join up on the team because not only is that great for the game, but I think marketing-wise, a bunch of people now are very much aware of this game because, you know, we reported it, a bunch of other outlets reported it, I'm sure, you know, the developers themselves reported it, and that's just going to make even more people interested in playing. Absolutely, and uh, for those curious, uh, Milton Gawasti, Dr. M64, he, uh, he still does work at Moon Studios, he didn't quit his job, so... Uh, whatever whatever their next project is, whether it's Ori 3 or whether it's a new original title, uh, his fingerprints are definitely still going to be on that, so fear not. Fear not as well, and I'm certainly looking forward to this game. Unfortunately, it does not have a, um, a release date at the moment, but it will be coming to the Switch and PC via Steam, so you can wishlist it on Steam if you want to. Of course, otherwise you can take a look at the page, the Kickstarter, which we have linked on the website. If you want to learn more about the game, there's a trailer, teaser trailer involved, and you can also uh, keep an eye on it because it'll be coming to Switch. So if you're listening to this podcast, you very likely already own one of those, one of those two platforms, so definitely take a look. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be checking this out, and maybe we'll likely do a... Maybe an inspired by Metroid. They didn't list Metroid as an inspiration on the Kickstarter. They listed a bunch of titles, and it was, so technically it wasn't inspired by Metroid. But I think by being a Metroidvania, we can we can we can do an inspired by Metroid. I think that's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we've chatted a little bit um, about, I mean, we talked about all the recent news. I think it's time to jump into a little bit more about what we are um, really here for today. And this is something that, again, I think we've talked about a little bit in the previous episodes of the show, but it's something that we want to also chat a little bit more today because it is likely going to be an aspect of the next Prime game, but it potentially could even be an aspect of the next 2D Metroid as well. So we're going to be jumping into what we think about you know, new ways to implement Samus's ship in both the 2D and 3D games. So, obviously, 
If you played Metroid before, you would know that Samus's ship doesn't really do too much in most of the games. You can stop there and save your game. And that's pretty much the the extent of what you can do with Samus's ship in most Metroid games. But then, in Metroid Prime 3, Samus's gunship has a bunch more that you can do. And aside from the fact that it actually even has a new way for Samus to, to enter the ship, because classically Samus will enter it from the top, and, and this time you have a, you know, you go in, it has a little like drop lift on the bottom, which I, I, I love the Prime 3 ship, by the way. Design-wise, it's so cool. Oh, it's the um, best ship by far, like without question. I okay, I agree. It's it looks really it looks really dope. I think it actually also shows up in this way in uh, in Federation Force too. Yes, because that takes place after Corruption. Um, yeah, awesome, awesome ship. But also, you're able to do more a lot with it because you have the command visor. You can use that, you know, to have the ship land places, uh, fire missiles, drop bombs, uh, pick up stuff. And then, obviously, you're able to actually be in the cockpit of the ship and, you know, use Samus's hand to kind of, like, doop, 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 kind of poke on stuff. You have little bobbleheads in there, which I always loved. And there's a little bit more you can do with it in that game. But we haven't seen that kind of continued. Now, to be fair, there hasn't been a Prime game since then, really. Uh, but, you know, we didn't get much, if at all, any ship usage from Samus Returns. We didn't get anything in Dread. And now as we approach Metroid Prime 4 and potentially whatever the, the next 2D Metroid is, you know, we're thinking, like, what can what can really be done more with Samus's gunship? Like, how can it be integrated more into the games? Not even just in the in the Prime games, but I think personally it'd be very interesting to see it implemented in, in the 2D games as well. So, uh, Doom, I know you had a bunch of notes. We actually agreed on a bunch of this stuff, so I figured we'd kind of go through what you have and I'll kind of tack on some other stuff that I had. Um, but, but what, what would you say is like, if, if there was one thing you'd really want to see from primes, you know, or, or either 2d or 3d Metroids, what would you want to see in terms of Samus's gunship being implemented in new ways? What, what would be your top pick? So one of my favorite things about prime three is the way that that game subtly makes the ship feel like its own character, whether it's the ship's AI or whether it's, um, you know, all the functionality it has and just the, um, the danger that you're constantly putting in and whether it's the AA guns or gorgeous straight yeeting the ship at you. Like there's so many scenarios where you actually like, you want to protect the ship. You feel it. it's your baby. And, um, no other Metroid game has really done that even even in stuff like fusion or zero mission where the ship itself gets destroyed like you don't really have a personal connection to it like you do in prime three and that's something that i really wanted to emphasize and recreate with all of my ideas because that's i think that's one of the things prime three does the absolute best and one of the things that i would really love um to really and i think that would really like put that bond between you and your ship together um, similar to kind of how in Samus Returns, you and the baby Metroid fight off Ridley, spoiler alerts for a nearly five-year-old game now, um, I would love to have some tag team boss fights between Samus and the gunship fighting like a giant like Shadow of the Colossus style boss. I think something like that would be really cool. Hmm. Okay. I could, I could, I could see that. Um, well, hmm. Yeah, I, I would say probably my biggest thing would be, and because you had mentioned here the the scrapped Prime Three concept, like using the ship as a platform, but mm -hmm. I, I think I think the 
the big boss fights and having like tag team fights with your ship is the coolest way to go. I think for for going into this, right? Like you just have a a, a, a fight where you like it's required to almost use your uh, use your ship in terms of fighting. Yeah, and that's another thing. So like in Samus Returns, um, as cool as the you and the baby Metroid fight tag teaming together is, ultimately like you're not controlling the baby Metroid. That's you know, it's not even necessarily AI controlled. It's just part of a cutscene that happens. The ship, this would be you going back and forth between you controlling Samus and controlling the gunship. Maybe have the gunship be AI controlled while you're, or Samus be AI controlled while you're switching from one to the other. But it would actually be you and the ship teaming up together to use your unique abilities together to exploit the boss's weaknesses and stuff like that. And I think especially having a giant boss. Having, having a more ground-sized boss I don't think would be appropriate for, like, a ship fight. But to have, like, a very tall boy, like a Quadraxis or something like that, well, it would be really cool to integrate the gunship into that. And there would be, like, strategy behind that, too, you know? Like, ways that you have to, in like, interact with your ship um, and, and, and have, like, these timings where, okay, you don't just, like, pick, like, attack mode and the ship just kind of, like, fights for you. Like, maybe you'd have to, like jump back and forth between visors and command it to go here, command it to go there, you know, you know, have certain timings, launch missiles at certain times for it to like hit something for you to move forward before you crash into like a mountaintop or whatever it is, right? Like there's just a lot of ways where I think you can make those boss fights much more dynamic and, and have this really cool sequence where you have to kind of strategically use your ship in creative ways in order to succeed. Mm hmm. Absolutely. And then also you mentioned um, you mentioned one of my bullet points in passing as well, the um, using the ship as a platform. And uh, I don't really want to emphasize that too much. But the reason I wanted to um, put that there is because that was originally something that was going to appear in Prime 3, at least according to um, interviews that some of the Retro Studios devs did. Um, back when Prime 3 was actually supposed to be a launch title for the Wii back before it got that um, back before it got that delay. But it's but essentially it was. Uh, yeah, you would use your ship as a platform to reach um, other areas. I don't necessarily want to do that, though, because I think that's kind of boring. What I think would be um, really interesting, and maybe only for like some select puzzles, but um, take the ship grapple beam, for instance. Let's say that they're, um, that they're, you're in a you're an enclosed space, and but there's a small opening just overhead, but it's too, it's too small for a ship to fit in, but it's large enough to um, fit objects in. So you could take the ship find an object on the map that can fit through the opening and use the grapple beam to lower it in and then use that to traverse across to the other side. I think maybe something like that for a puzzle or two would be really cool. I agree. That sounds really interesting. I actually don't think the using the ship as a platform is like that boring, but I think it would be a really cool way to integrate the ship into 2D Metroid because you could have like Maybe you have like a like a side scrolling like you know like those like Mario sections where the screen just like always moving forward and you're forced to to go forward. Like maybe there's a section there where you're 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 going from like platform to platform and then like the ship is kind of weaving its way through and at certain moments you got to jump onto the ship in order to advance. Like that might be a cool little way to integrate it and I think it would be really cool in the 3D games as well because it adds that other layer of of 3D platforming as well. But I like that where you can kind of have like the the ship helping you out and creating you know ways for other platforms to show up or to fit things through certain areas for you like that's very dynamic as well. 
Yeah, absolutely. And kind of, um, I think we talked about this before. Um, it was during one of the Kiwi Talks podcasts. Like, it might have been Mike Wicken. It might have been someone else. I can't remember who. But someone was talking about uh, a scrapped Meta Ridley fight where you would fight him in a canyon while on top of the mm-hmm. gunship. And I know we both were yes. like, bro, that is the coolest thing ever. And I obviously, like, I, I would love to do something like that in the future if it's possible. I think that just straight up needs to come back. Like, give me a sick Ridley fight through the chasm, through the the cliff sides, and you're just you're on the ship. Because essentially, that would be like like maybe you have a section where you're just the only place you can stand is on the ship, and you pretty much have that small little space to dodge Ridley's attacks. Maybe there's like little platforms on the sides of the chasm, and you like jump from the ship to those, and then back out to like avoid shots to the ship from Ridley, like. That'd be so sick. I, w- I would love to see that. Uh, I think there are a lot of ways that you can make these these boss fights just, you know, f- force you to to stand in different places, be strategic, work with the ship more, and not just kind of have it as, like, support and backup, but, like like you said, like, very much, like, teamwork and, and having a, a place for it to... Like, maybe you're even able to control the ship while you're standing on it somehow and, and move it around. Like, that there must be so many cool ways to integrate it, and I think that specific boss fight would be really cool to come back. That's actually not a bad idea. Maybe not necessarily, maybe not necessarily control the ship itself, because I imagine it would be on autopilot if you're like in a narrow canyon and you're like busy focusing on Ridley. But like maybe uh, there's like debris in the way, and you have to like constantly switch back to the gunship to operate the gun controls to like take out debris mm-hmm. that's in the way. Maybe the AI could give like a warning like, hey, something's coming up, gotta switch, and then you do that and then go back to the fight. Yeah, no, I agree. That'd be really cool. And it, it would have like these different phases and whatnot where maybe the jump back and forth. That would that that's a way you could integrate it and have it really be really fun and not just kinda of tacked on. Um alright what what else would you want to see in 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 the next games? So um Let's you know. Let's talk about Starfield for a moment because uh, I think both of us we had very I don't want to say polar opposite reactions, but we were definitely on the opposite sides of the spectrum when it came to the Starfield reveal, where you were just right. like, yeah, I think so because you you seem to be extremely hyped for it, where I'm more mixed and I'm like a little hesitant. But I think the one thing that we both that we both agreed on that was super hype was the ship customization, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how far that goes. And that is something I would love to see uh, in a Metroid game, uh, because I don't I don't really want to customize Samus. I feel like I feel like Samus is better off with having these more static static suits. But um, but uh, the ship, I feel like there there's so much potential to go freeform with that. Even if there's no like you know stat boosts or you know advantages with the equipment, I think even if it's purely cosmetic, doing something like that would be super cool. Interesting. Yeah, I so yeah, I'm very excited for Starfield, you know, customization and like, you know, RPG kind of games like that where you're able to customize your character is awesome and then that game you're not even able to just like customize like the look of the ship but like the literal structure of the ship and like how it's built and what it looks like and how it operates. And then you customize like the crew, you can customize your base, you can customize your guns, like all this that I love all that stuff. I think in a game like Metroid, a little bit of customization would actually be really cool, but I would still like it to have, like, to be, like, I don't want to, like, look at the ship and be like, oh, that doesn't even look like Samus's ship anymore. Just, it doesn't even, or like Samus's suit, like, it just looks completely different. I think a, li- like, a, a solid undertone of customization 
would work well without like losing the identity of like these iconic looks of Samus's suit or Samus's you know arm cannon or Samus's ship or whatever it is. So I would I'd be down. I think you know customizing like the inside of the ship if you're able to get inside the cockpit, totally fine. Go crazy. I think the outside of the ship. I would still like it to to resemble the gunship. Like maybe you can pick like what ship like type that Samus has. Like maybe you want to go for the classic ship, or you go for like the Prime Three gunship, or or the fusion you know ship and whatnot. And then you can kind of like add like little flares to it, or pieces of armor, or plating, and 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 little little smaller things where you still get the general gist of the ship. It's not too different. It's still when you take a glance at it, looks like what it would normally look like, but then you can have your own little bit of individualization on it to make it feel more personal to you. Or, and I would even go further, I, I would think that it would be interesting to make it more than cosmetic. To maybe you have a ship that can hold more rounds and, and fire longer at the cost of, you know, being a bit slower or something like that. Or you can have the ship be a bit weaker attack-wise, but it's faster and you can modify the wings and and the you know the aerodynamics of the ship to accommodate that that i think would be really interesting because then you know you're not going to lose out i think on any of what the ship's going to do but you can tailor it to your own personal play style and you know have maybe a ship that's tankier that can take more damage because you think you're going to get hit more or something where you just want you know you want it to have different kinds of weapons maybe you could ha like modify the the gun it has or the different missiles and bombs it has maybe it has seekers maybe it has super missiles maybe it has this or that i think that stuff is the most interesting to me i don't necessarily want to have a ship that like looks like a flying hamburger or whatever and doesn't even look like samus's ship but i would totally be down for more gameplay specific customization that allows you to change how you play yeah that's pretty much exactly how i envision the customization going i especially like um uh what you said about swapping out um different bodies referencing like previous uh, ships from the past like the classic the classic one the prime one gunship or the fusion ship like stuff like that i think would be like perfect for like the kind of customization we're talking about and maybe even some new original bodies too that are yeah. that remain faithful to those original themes as well that like that like fit in that universe a hundred percent. And I, I maybe there might be the drawback of, oh, well, you know, lore-wise, how would it make sense if Samus suddenly has this ship or that ship? I'm sure they could explain it or make it make sense. I don't think it would be that big of a deal. But I, I can understand that perspective. Like, they want to have Samus have a certain thing because that's where it makes sense in the timeline. So, but I, I still think they can make it make sense. I, I think that's where I would love to see the most of it. Like, I don't want... Like, I don't want Samus to have a, a ship with, like, cat ears on it <laughs> or a suit with <laughs> cat ears or anything, you know? Like, I don't want that level of customization, but something to make it a little more personalized would be cool. Got it. So, so we don't want um, we don't want Take On Me to be blasting from the ship every time she lands. Got it. No. <laughs> no. I mean, maybe you could change, like, the horn on the ship. Does Samus' ship have a horn? I don't think so. Maybe No, it, it doesn't. I mean, that's, that, that's a level of customization it now needs, I think. No, that that's when she comes to Mario Kart. Oh yeah, we're I'm waiting for that, man. I think Samus being in Mario Kart just makes too much sense. I'm surprised we haven't seen Samus herself show up in Mario Kart. Maybe the next one, if that if that ever comes out, they're just gonna keep selling the current Mario Kart forever. Yeah, Mario Kart 8.5 on the Nintendo Switch Pro. There we go. <laughs> oh, don't tempt me with a good time. Um, all right, are there any other? 
any other things that kind of stick out to you that you would want, you know, ship, inter ship integration-wise, anything that would be really cool for you? Well, I had a couple more, but I wanted to go, because um, you said that you had some of your own ideas as well. Um, you said that most of them overlap with mine, but you said you had a couple of original ideas too, and I wanted to hear a bit more of okay. those first before I went into some of my others. Love that. Um, so there was one that I think would be really cool is maybe having so two that stuck out to me that i thought would be interesting the first would be um having the ship available to you as kind of like a free form grapple point maybe so you can you know create like just as you maybe create new platforms with the ship you know maybe the the ship can show up and you can use it as a means to grapple onto it at certain points and create your own like manual or custom like free form grapple points in an area um as if, if Prime 4 doesn't just let us grapple onto anything, which I think it should, to be honest. I think grapple points are kind of outdated at this point. Like, let me just grapple onto literally any surface. But if we can't do that, I think a good middle ground would be to maybe have the ships in places where it makes sense. Obviously, there are many areas where a ship cannot show up overhead. But maybe the, the ship is able to appear in some more open skybox, you know, open areas of the game where you could use it to... Have ship, have Samus grapple onto the ship, maybe be carried places. Maybe the ship can kind of like shoot and like plant grapple points for Samus. That are like that would that would actually be interesting. I think if maybe Samus uh, could plant like temporary grapple points by the ship that maybe last only a certain amount of time. You could plant multiple, and you kind of like if you need a, a traverse something, you call in the ship. The ship, you use this, like, other screen to, like, drop a bunch of grapple points, and then you have, like, a limited amount of time to use that path you created and grapple all the way over to them before they run out. Something like that. Um, I think that would be an interesting way to implement the ship as well. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not, um, I'm not sure if I agree with you on, um, grapple points being outdated. I think it all depends on, like, the game design that the game is going for. That being said, though, I also do hope that, um, you know, that you could just grapple on anything. I mean, I know we, um... I know we both have uh, some negative thoughts on Halo Infinite, but I think one of the things we both agree on is the grapple hook in that game is just absolute perfection, and the way you can use it to traverse um, not just an MP, but the uh, single-player map as well. And just having something like that in uh, Metroid uh, would just be absolutely next level. But going back, um, going back to the ship grapple idea, I I love it. I think it's a cool extension of the uh, being using the ship as a platform and the temporary grapple points as well. That's just something I've never even thought of before, but like. That's a really creative idea that you could use in um, a lot of scenarios, especially if the ship can access um, points that you can. So you could maybe that there's a one grapple hook that's already planted, but then you need to plant some other grapple hooks like around a like around a corner maybe that your ship can access, but you can't reach even if you have the screw attack. Like that would be a cool way to get some use out of that, even when you have your later movement abilities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it would be a fun way to. I had a little bit of strategy, like what's the most creative way for or, or efficient way for me to get across from point A to point B? You know, what am I able to access on my own? What does my ship open up to me in terms of access as well? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess having grapple points isn't necessarily outdated, but it feels outdated to me. Like, I, you know, you bring up Halo Infinite, great example. You know, if, if Halo Infinite just had like, grapple hooks or like grapple points to use your grapple for and you couldn't use it otherwise it would be it would be super lame um if, if you play uh, apex legends the character pathfinder also has a grapple hook and you can kind of swing around with that 
and that allows you to i mean even like zelda i feel like has a bunch of like surfaces that you can just grapple onto and you don't necessarily need like a branch or a point to to hit you just throw out your hook shot and it'll grapple to to certain surfaces like i think that is something that needs to be opened up for metroid and, and in that context that's why i feel it feels a bit outdated because you know this is what we were doing for grapple points 20 years ago and if it hasn't changed since then it'll feel like it hasn't been modernized it hasn't you know there hasn't been any kind of new juice kind of injected into it so well, to in be that fair, way i feel like it is a bit outdated well to be fair with zelda i think they're handled relatively the same like there's still these arbitrary points that you know you can grapple to it's not like you can just grapple any surface any surface that you want No, not any surface but uh, but but, but are, they are they're disguised points yeah they're, they're they're disguised a bit better i think yeah I, well i mean that was just like a, a bit more of like a compromise example but you're right yeah it's 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 a bit more um a bit less obvious i guess but like I, i'm looking more for something that's a bit more like apex legends or halo or something like that where the like there should be more like a bill like i don't know i just when i think back to a lot of locations in metroid prime like oh how cool would it be if i could just grapple to this wall grapple to the ceiling grapple this grapple this and and it feels so limited because you can't because the game doesn't let you and i would have to imagine that in 2022 we have the technology and i think if it just kind of limits the grapple hook to like okay i can only grapple to a designated point or a designated enemy it just feels it feels too limiting i think at this point where i would love to have a bit more free form movement like i know metroid prime is not necessarily a game that is like all about like crazy movement in general compared to other fps games but i do think that you know aside from just like being able to run around and slide which you might be able to i think a good way to you know up the movement and give yourself a bit more creativity and flexibility would you know maybe have more maybe not every surface though i would not be against that but maybe just a more range like more range in in terms of what i can grapple to and what can be grappled would be welcome yeah i'm just i don't know i'm just not sure if i agree with that because like i feel like if you could just grapple anywhere in like those first two prime games i feel like that would just break the game and you would just be able to get out of the map i don't feel like that would really improve the overall game design i think maybe prime 3 with some of its more opened up areas um you could get some use out of that but um like I said, I think it all depends on like where the inherent game design is, and so if Prime Four has, I'm, I'm not even necessarily saying Metroid needs to go open world for there to be a freeform grapple hook, but I do feel like the areas themselves and the rooms have to be more opened up to be able to get that traversal out of it. Does that make sense? No, that makes sense. You're right. I mean, it, it would definitely break the game if you did it in the, in the yeah. first couple of Metroids, but it would be fun. Uh, <laughs> but it would break the game. You're right. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I, I would say um, ultimately there's more possibility for it. I know we were talking about the ship, and now we've gotten to grappling. But I think that the original idea of, of having <coughs> the ship, <coughs> excuse me, having the ship kind of facilitate more of where you could grapple to would be interesting. Um, the other idea I had, and this is kind of along the lines of maybe having like, you know. Well, I guess we haven't really gotten into too much, but I think it would be cool to have the ship. I don't know if the ship can, can. We don't know if Samus's ship can operate underwater, but for whatever reason, I feel like it can. Like I think that if Samus took her ship underwater, it would operate and it would work fine. So let's let's just put that out there and say if Samus's ship went underwater, it would operate fine. That's that's my 
my uh, if I James guess my ground level. If James Gunn can Go drive ahead. a car underwater, Samus can fly a ship underwater. I'm going with it. Right. I think I think she can do it. So let's just say let's just accept that 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 could happen. If that's the case, I think it would be really cool to speed up or maybe make underwater sections, which are my least favorite things about Metro games or one of. Uh, those sections to like make them a bit more interesting or faster would be have her or maybe more intriguing or mysterious would be to have samus's ship incorporated potentially like maybe there's a, a like a deep deep ocean area or sea area where you have to go mad low like in like the depths and maybe use the ship to get down there or you have the the like the only like flash like light you have is from your ship behind you and you have like your ship follow you through things or it also allows you kind of again like as a platform to traverse some of these lower like underwater areas i think it would, i just had this picture in my head of like samus like exploring the super super like deep like bottom of like the mariana trench like area and the only way she can see like aside from maybe flipping to a visor she might not have yet or something is like Samus's ship like kind of like having a spotlight or, or Samus using the ship as maybe like a tow line and able to like get back and, and, and out of like a deep like cave or something or or ha using it as a way to like having it use like sonar or something to help you find things like I think that'd be a really cool way to, to change things up. What do you think? You just gave me a really good idea to kind of like stack on top and flesh that out even more so we have examples, so obviously, um, you know, the ship missile launcher and the ship grapple beam, those are examples of abilities that Samus has that are further extrapolated onto the ship and used in ways that make sense for that. Well, I think we can go a step further in that for the water abilities with a gravity feature for the ship. So, at first, when you start off the game, the ship cannot go underwater. That's an ability you have to unlock by getting... The gravity feature. So imagine like you're in this underground area, Samus, and you need to traverse to this other area. That's where the game clues are telling you like this is where I need to go. But the elevator is busted, the or, or the tram, the underwater tram tunnel. It's leaking. It's busted. It's overflowed, and there's no way we can get to it. So we have to unlock this gravity feature to upgrade our ship, so that we can actually take it underwater and explore this area manually ourselves. I think that's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. And I like that it would be part of, like, upgrading your ship as well and, and adding to it. Because I think that is something that ultimately, like, we're both kind of fans of. But I think it would work even if we just don't go into customization. Like, just unlocking more things to do with your ship over time and making that kind of, like, as important as upgrading Samus's suit, I think is, is would be a great way for the game to kind of evolve. Absolutely. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay. So those those are kind of my big ideas that weren't already taken. What, what else would what else have you What else you got? What else you got? Show me what you got. All right. Well, I got a couple of more ideas. One big, one small. We'll we'll start with the small, and I'll save the grand finale for last. So, I want a more integrated ship AI. And what I mean when I say that is, I want the AI to have a bit more personality. I mean, you look at Halo. You know, you have Cortana, arguably. Um, I don't want to say one of the most famous video game characters of all time, but definitely Cortana is very, very um, iconic. Um, and, and even you, you know, you go into other stuff that isn't so much iconic, iconic like um, Vega from Doom. You know, Vega is another AI that I absolutely love, um, and stuff like that. Metroid's AI doesn't really even have personality. Even even Adam, like 
pre other pre other M like even when you ignore that like Adam doesn't really have a lot a lot of personality it's they're, they're very straight and to the point and I I feel like you know you don't have to give the AI like a whimsical over the top personality but just something that like makes it feel a bit more human and again this kind of connects to like my whole theming of me wanting to make the ship feel more like a character in the story itself and I feel like having you know giving that AI just a bit more personality will um will get us to that uh get us to that point hmm i don't know how i feel about that because uh, you bring up cortana but it's not like Cortana's like a ship ai right like she's very much a companion ai that is like inserted into like the back of master chief's like skull you know like mm -hmm. and and even like the adam ai as much as he's tied to the ship in many ways is very much tied to samus's suit too and obviously is based on just like Cortana was based on a real person, right? Um, which makes sense as to why they would be humanized in many ways, because at one point they were human, kind of, right? Like what they're based on were real people. But do I need Samus's ship AI to also be a character or humanized? That I don't think I need. I think I actually I think there's room, and I like when some AI is a straight up a voice, like a robotic voice. It doesn't have like. Maybe it has a little bit of quirkiness to it, but I, like, I'm I'm totally fine with the ship not being a personalized AI or being a character. I think what Samus's ship ultimately is like a tool I'd wanted to be ex expanded upon and fleshed out, but I don't think I need a character that like another character that's an AI that's the ship's AI. I think that's I think that's a bit much for me. And I, I definitely see where you're coming from, and I, and I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea, but I don't know if I want to have the AI be personalized for the sake of it, because it makes sense why Adam was humanized. It makes sense why Cortana was, and why they have these personalities and, and different characteristics to them. But, like, do I need, like, this AI, the ship AI chirping at me or making little quips? Uh, I don't I don't know. Um, well, see, I, I'm, well, I, I'm, I don't want that specifically. Like, when I say humanized, I want it to be very subtle. I don't want it to be, because I specifically, because, you know, I, you know, again, as much as I, as much as I like Cortana and, and even the weapon in Halo Infinite, I think is, you know, I think they have um, some funny lines oh. here and there. I don't know. I, I, I like the weapon, but I specifically do not like don't. like the weapon. That's another show. But um, but I specifically don't want that. I want it to be more subtle humanization. I don't want it to be like in your face about it. Like, hey, I'm clearly modeled after a human, but just more subtle gestures and mannerisms and cadences and stuff like that. They don't have to be like, you know, a Marvel character, like doing a one line quip every time they have something to say to you, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I I'm still going to say I probably don't even need that. I think a, literally like a, like a dumb AI that literally just says as a matter of fact, you know, what everything is and doesn't have any personality to it, I, I personally would probably favor. Because um, like you said, like you want this, the, the ship to be more of a character. I don't. I think, I think the ship being the ship is totally fine, but I want m more capability and capacity behind the ship and not necessarily more uh personality even if it is subtle I, I think i'd be okay without that but I, I i'm not totally against it okay it's not it's not so if it's subtle enough you're not against it but it's also not something that you're clamoring for it's something you need it's just kind of it is or it isn't kind of thing for you yeah exactly i'm indifferent really but i wouldn't be against it if it's done right i think that'd be okay but i don't i don't just i don't need it to go 
like push into like character territory. Yeah, yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that for sure. Um, and then for my last one, for my last bullet point I have here, I have freeform flying sections, and mm-hmm. this specifically, I think, would work um, in an evolved kind of Metroid game. So I don't think if this follows the typical Metroid Prime formula that we have right now, I don't necessarily think this would work. I think this would, I think this would have to work in a spin-off, or if the Metroid formula evolves into something else in the future. Maybe a console or two down the line. But, um, and this kind of pairs well with um, another idea that I won't go into too much about, but I've, but I'll mention it here just because it works well with this is uh, the concept of zero gravity combat and exploration, which is something I've always wanted to see Metroid tackle, but we've never, but we've never really gotten before. And I think being able to integrate the ship into something like that, um, where there's certain portions that you just cannot navigate on foot that you have to navigate on, on the ship would be really cool like maybe there's um like maybe um you're accessing like like you know well, well the uh, the the gfs of ahala for example let's say that in let's say that in some alternate timeline metroid prime 3 is remade um we have to find where to actual actually enter the ship itself because it's uh it's blown it's blown in like three or four different pieces and they're all spread like miles apart so we have to use our ship to traverse to each portion portion of the ship, uh, we have to find where the access point flies there, and then we can exit the ship there and explore on foot. The exploring on foot is the zero G part, but then we go back into the ship, and then we actually manually explore. It's not just like oh, we choose the we we don't just choose the landing point and then go to a cutscene on that. We actually fly there ourselves manually. Maybe we encounter some enemies on the way and you know take them out, and so it's um basically like that and it's also different than um because a lot of people have suggested like kind of like star fox like levels kind of like on rail segments that's not really what i'm what i'm going with either because this is purely manual there's no on rail segments there's no loading screens in between it's all just natural uh transportation does that all make sense no that that 100 makes sense and i agree i think that'd be really cool first of all i love the the zero g like a zero g area where you're literally just like exploring in space itself would be so sick and that's where you could like yeah you're using the ship to maybe get from one place to another that like you wouldn't be able to like land on or get there or maybe you're using like your shine spark to just blast between like an asteroid to an asteroid using your grapple hook and you're you know have like no gravity to work with that would be so cool i want that so bad for metroid i think that would work really well in 3d i think even in 2d you know, this big area that's just a massive, you know, area in, in outer space itself with, you know, no gravity, just in the vacuum. Perfect, I think, for 2D as well. And, yeah, I think you could absolutely work the, the, the ship into something like that, you know, helping you, you know, maybe if you got too far away from something, helping you at, like, a, a place where you could, you know, push off the ship so you could right yourself and, and redirect yourself, use the ship to get you to somewhere safely, have it cover you as you're flying through the vacuum, like, yes. Hundred percent. I think that's super cool. I would also really like a, a freeform flying kind of area, like like section. Whether it's maybe like an area you have to go back to a bunch of different times and and use the ship to fly from one place to another and maybe take out enemies on the way, or maybe something along along lines like Halo Reach, like Long Night of Solace, that mission where you're just you know you're you're in dogfights in in mid mid air or, or mid vacuum mid space right and you're just taking on enemy ships in the ship 
I think a great way to do that so it's not like you're just feeling like you're playing a different game entirely, but maybe you have like sections where, or maybe you have to like, maybe there's a, a, a mission or a part of the game where you have to hunt down another ship like in outer space and the first portion you're, you know, you're using your ship to chase it down and, and find it and then get into a dogfight and then maybe you like blow or like you're trying to like attack like a, a big like carrier, right? Like a massive ship and it sends a bunch of drones or a bunch of smaller ships out. You fight them, you dogfight them and then you blow open the side of the ship and you have to like get out of the ship in the vacuum and, and, and jump in and, and go into the other ship and attack it as Samus and then get back out and get back into the ship. I oh, love so all that cool. kind of stuff. Right? Like, how sick would that be? I feel like all that kind of stuff where you incorporate flying the ship or using the ship in space itself, or even, like, in, in the sky or something like that, too, and you have, like, the ship to... You jump out of the ship and you land on something in midair or whatever, and then you have to land back on the ship. Something like that would be so sick. I, I would... That sounds like a really fun way to incorporate it. It doesn't sound like you're taking yourself out of being a Metroid game too much, and it comes... You know, it's a way to, like, weave in classic metroid mechanics and then also new ways to integrate the ship so i love all that kind of stuff it actually reminds me a lot of um battlefront 2 um old school battlefront not modern battlefront 2 but old school battlefront 2 how they did ship battles where you know you would start in dog fights in the space but then you would actually dock into the enemy ship and find like the power generator and then just basically uh blow it to pieces and then evacuate the ship mm -hmm. yeah that would be very very cool I love I love all of that. I think honestly that's probably higher up for me on one of the things I would love to see. And I think again it could work very well for both 2D and 3D. 3D would be so immersive. 2D you have like a crazy chase sequence or just like platforming area you got to do that. I think a lot of that stuff translates to both. Yeah, I think you could I think you could definitely do more personalized missions uh, with it. Kind of similar to how um kind of similar to how the um the Leviathan seed works in the Prime on the Prime 3 uh, Pirate Homeworld. I think like you could do like a personalized mission like that where the area is specifically set up when you get to that point. Uh, but then I think you could also just work it naturally into the gameplay as well for exploration too. 100%. Yeah, I think there's some really cool ways to um, just get, make, make not only the ship feel more integrated into the game, but also allow it to give us a new way to play Metroid, which is always very exciting. So... Um, yeah, I think so that that's everything I pretty much had. Uh, do you have anything else that you'd like to, you'd like to see? Uh, not really. I went through all of my bullet points there. Um, Sweet. and, uh, yeah, I think we, um, I think we did a really, uh, good job, uh, describing all that. I really, I really like some of the stuff you did with like the, uh, the ship grapple beam as well. Like, I feel like there's a lot of, lot of potential there. I yeah I'm I I think your ideas are great too. I'm glad we shared some of the similar ones as well. And yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to what gets done with the ship. I think in a 2D Metroid it's probably less likely, but I do anticipate in like Metroid Prime 4 uh seeing similar if not some of the stuff we've straight up mentioned in that game with the ship, especially how the ship, you know, with the command visor was integrated a lot more. I mean, Metroid Prime 1 and 2, it's not part of the game really at all, aside from being a save point. And then in Prime 3, they really made an effort to, you know, inc incorporate into the game. You have the command visor, you have ways to, like, the, the ship is integral to the, you know, 
the forward movement of the game's story and and how you fight and, and even gets tossed around in a boss fight, right? <laughs> like the ship is as much it might not be literally a character, but kind of is in a way in that game. So I would have to imagine that when they're you know retro is revisiting the series, that they would revisit Prime Three and kind of recognize that and see what they can do to build off that foundation they established in that third game of the trilogy. Oh, you know what? We forgot the most important uh, feature for the ship. Uh, we didn't. Uh, we barely mentioned this at all. Um, please, okay. please, keep letting us put our mean bobbleheads in the ship. I mean, if if there's no bobbleheads, yes. what's the point? Oh my god! I even mentioned the bobbleheads and didn't even think about that. But yes, I agree. Bobbleheads better return. I want to collect all the bobbleheads, and I want to have a big like shelf of bobbleheads inside my ship i want to have stickers i want to have i want all i want like that's the kind of stuff i really like the outside of the ship like i don't want to have like crazy stuff the outside but the inside of the ship i want to like deck it out i want to have bobbleheads i want to have body pillows i want like (laughs) as much as i can get as much as i can get in that ship um i want to have my gamer pc in it like I think that stuff is like is funny but also interesting. It would be cool. Um, I want yeah, yes, my. I agree. Sh- Bring back the bobbleheads. I want my ship to look like a Nintendo YouTuber's video thumbnail. <laughs> I agree. I 100% agree. Give me give me the bobbleheads, and let me see what we can uh, get made into bobblehead form. I agree. Um, but yes, I want to have amiibo like that. Honestly, they should just do that. Maybe like now that amiibos are a thing, maybe you're able to like collect in-game amiibos. And ha- or like maybe you're even able to scan amiibos and put them into your ship. I feel like we like a way I feel like we brought up that idea that. on a previous episode. Hmm. I mean, because it's a good idea. I wouldn't be surprised. True. But yeah. Well, well, we'll see. the The time keeps ticking to the next direct because we know it's a Xenoblade one. But we also are anticipating a new direct for all games, and maybe maybe we'll see some of what we talked about. In a potential Metroid Prime 4 reveal. I still don't think that's going to happen. I think we're going to be seeing Metroid Prime HD. But who knows? Nah, nah, we're I think s- we have a bunch of... Nah, nah. So here's, here's, so? What, here's what I will say. If we don't see Metroid Prime HD, then we don't see Prime 4. But if we do see Metroid Prime HD, we are 1,000% seeing Prime 4. And I'm, and I'm feeling pretty confident that we're seeing Prime HD this year. I don't know, man. I don't. I mean, I 100% agree. I think we're getting Prime for HD this summer. Or this summer would be sick. This holiday season, I think that's happening. But I don't know, man. I don't think they're gonna show us Metroid Prime Four until they're really, really ready with it. So I think we're gonna. Maybe. I think we're gonna get a tease. It's not gonna be anything major. We're not gonna see much, if any, gameplay at all. But we're getting. We're gonna see something. Hmm. Well, I am not going to hate on that if we do get it. That's for sure. So. Let's uh, let's hope, let's pray, let's keep our fingers crossed, our spoons under our pillows, our underwear on backwards, and all of that. Whatever you got to do. Uh, hopefully, we got some Nintendo, some actual Nintendo Direct news within the next week. Uh, for anyone who's excited for the Xenoblade Direct, I hope you uh, enjoy that and get all that you're looking for. And hopefully, don't spoil yourself too much because I mean, I feel like so much of that game has been revealed already. I really don't know what they're going to talk about. For I mean, I know what they're going to talk about for 40 minutes, but I. We'll see, but I hope you enjoy it, and I hope that we get uh, actual news, um, and uh, we'll see how that we'll see how that runs. If anyone has any ideas on um, 
Any ideas on what you would like to see from the ship in pre in uh, not previous in upcoming Metroid games? Uh, what you think about what the the direct's going to show us? What you think about the Silex in Federation Force? What you think about the new Metroidvania game by um, a studio shock, Squid Shock Studios and some AM2R devs? What you think about uh, all sorts of things that we've covered today? And, of course, the one-year Dread reveal. Really, if you have any fun stories or moments from that, please let us know where you were, what you were doing, what your reaction was. You can always let us know in the responses on Twitter. Whenever we post this on Twitter, you can definitely reply and let us know. Or you can join us on the Discord and chat with us because we're always chatting. We're talking about Metroid. We're talking about what's going on in gaming. We we'll always have people in the chat. So we, uh, we appreciate you being there and, and interacting with us. And we hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Doom, once again, I want to thank you for being here with me. Uh, I think it has been, it has literally been, I think, two months since I've been on the show, and I'm glad to be back. So it was good chatting some Metroid with you, man. Always, you know how much I love being here. It's good, you know, I said at the beginning, I'll say it again now, it's good to have you back. Really missed you, and uh, again, hopefully we'll have the, uh, the full squad up by next week. Yeah, I miss you too, man. And yes, I agree. I hope we can get Andy back. We'll have the full squad ready to go, and when he does come back, if so let's say that's next, you know, next weekend or whatever it is, um, that would be literally beyond two months since the whole squad's been back together, which is which is wild. And uh, you know, time flies when you're having some Metroid fun. You know how it is. So anyway, uh, thank you all for tuning in, checking us out on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Check us out on Discord if you have any, you know, suggestions for a show topic. We're always down for that. We actually just threw down a bunch of ideas for upcoming shows. So uh, we, we have some ideas that we're, we're thinking about diving into. But if there's something that you want to hear us cover, uh, an aspect about Metroid, maybe the history of something, or an idea you'd like to jump into, or, or really anything, you know, let us know. We do this show weekly, and we're never uh, never against the new uh, show topic. So please let us know. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll let you know what's up for the next uh, next episode. And of course, if that Nintendo Direct gets announced, we'll be covering that. So stay tuned whenever that happens. Otherwise, thank you all for tuning in. A lot of Metroid fan know in your life about Omega Metroid. And of course, OmegaMetroid.com, where we're posting all the time about Metroid news, Metroid fan creations, YouTube videos, artwork... Uh, anything Metroid or Metroidvania you can find on OmegaMetroid.com we were just talking about the new Metroidvania we were talking about the, the Metroid Prime original commercial in 4K resolution uh, you can also check out Andy's uh, Patreon show where he talks about what he's into movies, all that kind of stuff and he also rebranded his Zelda podcast. It's now the Zelda cast. It was the Champions cast. So now you can just check that out as well. There's a lot for you to check out. So please make sure you do so. OmegaMetroid.com on Twitter. OmegaMetroidPod. Thank you all for tuning in. And next time we talk Metroid, you better be here with us because we love to have you. So thanks so much for tuning in. And we will see you next time. <laughs>